Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks and remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to um, the In Search Of episodes here uh, on the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, uh, Alien Coffee Ground, also known as Jason. Joined, as always, from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, by Mr. Oliver Rockside. Hi, all. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Mr. Doc Pinko. How's it going? Good. You've given so, up on you've given up on saying cliche, haven't you? Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not French. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm super. Thanks. How about you? Oh, excellent. So uh, we are going on to episode 106. That is uh, season one, episode six, Killer Bees. Now. I have to say, and this is probably so, okay, we're very early in this series. You know, this is only the sixth episode, but this one actually has some, like, accurate information in it. I I enjoyed this episode immensely as the, as the non-scientific one of this little uh, trio, Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I found it uh, really interesting, and uh, I actually learned something, which, you know, as I mentioned to you off-air, Jason, I learned something this week on the Smooth Sailing uh, podcast. So this has been a teachable week, a moment week for me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, one, of my, one of my comments just says, real science, exclamation point. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, the idea is that there's uh, killer bees uh, moving up from South America because they were imported to brazil from africa and then some idiot uh some 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 really exhausted idiot uh postdoc probably uh left a uh you know left the door open and let let the bees go that's right and so the real okay the the real uh story here is africanized honeybees or african honeybees are extra aggressive, um, more so than European honeybees. And that's because, well, in Africa, they have a lot more predators. You know, there's there's not too many grizzly bears in Europe, so. Yeah, they're, they're reacting to their environment. Mm-hmm. So when you introduce an overly aggressive species into a new environment, especially one that does not have the, the same threats to them. Uh, they're not, they're not going to calm down. <laughs> they're, they're going to stay aggressive and they're going to be very dangerous to everyone, especially people who don't expect them. And this was a, this was a point brought up in the, uh, in the episode, and yeah, I th- there's not a whole lot of snark in this episode, Oliver. I'm sorry, you're you're just gonna, you know, 
I, it's true. I, I, I enjoyed the episode, but at the end of it, I was I was feeling I'm going to be snark free during this episode because, <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's a couple of snarky things I can go to, but they're really they're quite weak. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, you know, so what you're telling me, Jason, is it starts off by explaining that there was this experiment in 1956 where they brought the the bees over to, yes. to uh, Brazil. Now, mm -hmm. is this a true story about them letting the queens out? Yes. OK, so that, that's that's true. It was that an was an accident. <laughs> yeah, but it's right. true. Because what they were trying to do was the the African bees are more aggressive, but they also produce a lot more honey. Mm -hmm. Right. So what they're trying to do is crossbreed them to get the honey producing quality of the African bees with the less aggressive nature of the South American bees. Mm-hmm. Well, this is rule number one: you never fool with nature. That's that's lesson number one from from this. But I guess for my my overall thing about this was that they made a great point, as you guys have, about the environment being different in Africa. Um, you know, predators, the temperature, all these different kind of things that make the the basically the African bees be more um, proficient, if I can mm -hmm. put it that way, in, yeah. in all in all things. Right. They're way more efficient. My only thing was that uh, right from the get go is that these African bees are coming from a very, very dry environment mm -hmm. to a very, very humid environment. And that really was never really discussed whether how they adapted to that. And w <sighs> would that make a difference? I would think I would think it would because the air would be heavier. Mm hmm. You know the 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 wing speed would be less, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. But it doesn't seem to have been brought into this. No, true. But but the African bees, from what I understand, are very adaptable. Hmm. So like one of the things that they'll do is they'll they'll build their hives anywhere. Hmm. They'll right. build their their hives in abandoned cars. They'll right. build their hives, you know, in logs. So I get the impression that initially that might be a problem. But they seem to have adapt evolved in a way that they can adapt quickly to mm -hmm. their surroundings. The other thing I found really interesting was the was the photography and the actual stop motion, like the slow, the, the super slow mo stuff inside the hives. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I never knew there was such thing as a mortician bee. Mm. Yeah, I'd never even, I'd never even heard that before. So from that point of view, it was it was fascinating. Has they 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 really did a very good job of going through how a hive works. You know, mm -hmm. and, you know, the only thing I know about hives is related to Borg. So uh, this was um, <laughs> Star sorry. Trek reference. Sorry. Everyone take a drink. <laughs> I know. I know it's becoming a drinking game, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> they don't have mortician Borgs, though. No. Oh, um, but um, but I just found it very interesting that they went through this and it did seem very scientific to me. Mm hmm. I enjoyed. Well, the uh, our, our character in this episode um is Dr. Norman Gary. He is an actual, uh, he, he is a real scientist. He studies um, essentially bee culture. I know it sounds weird. Um, it does. Do they have man buns? <laughs> Only the hipsters. And really, do they, go, do they go to the hive and, you know, order a double cappuccino with one shot? You know? <laughs> He is also he's a bee trainer as well. And he, a bee wrangler. Everybody yes. A bee wrangler. Yes. How's that for a title? Oh yeah. Did, did anybody feel sorry for the cameraman? Oh God, <laughs> poor guy. 
I know. <laughs> he must have gotten danger pay for that gig. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he he has trained bees for movies. I think the one that we discussed also in, uh, you know, that I had mentioned in uh, the Twitter our our Twitter conversation. Um, I think he trained him for the swarm. Which was the Irwin Allen film, right? Yeah. The same guy who did the Poseidon Adventure and yeah. mm-hmm. that, the one with O.J. Simpson in it. What was it? Something to, to, the Tower? Something. The Towering Inferno. Inferno. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, yeah he's trained bees for movies. Um, there there's the pictures of him covered in bees, which is like, nah. right? You wouldn't catch me doing that. Um, but yeah, um. Steve, you mentioned something uh, about this episode. Yeah, um, it t- some of the recreations, and we can take this how, however we want, um, actually lift scenes from a movie. Hmm. There was a, a movie in 1976 called The Savage Bees, which uh, starred Gretchen Corbett, who some of you may remember. Oh my God, the, the Rockford Files gal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And in in a cameo, James Best, Roscoe P. Coltrane. Oh, G- oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh wow! But there was a, a, a and both the production company, Alan Landsberg uh, Productions, produced In Search of, and they produced the movie. Ah, okay. And so, if if you remember, there one one of the scenes that they have is when that that farmer is pulling the uh, I guess I guess it's a stump out of the mm-hmm. water, and he's attacked. Yeah. He jumps in the water, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. Matter. That's a scene from the movie. Oh, okay. Also, the scene where the cameraman and the scientists go in, and they're talking about the bees and how the bees are stinging them, and they're doing that experiment. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's not the exact same footage, but it looks like it was done in the same shooting hmm. at the same shooting time. So it look it looks like the they what they um, they used in the in search of was the footage that they didn't use in the film. Hmm. But it looks very much identical. And a lot of the 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 when they talk about the attacks in Rio and those sort of. Um, the the um, the movie theater, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, and, and at the funeral and stuff like that. That is shown. Those fit, pictures are actually shown in the movie because huh. Gretchen Corbin's character and her friend are watching these this report on a television in the movie. Mm. I'll have to and, watch that because Gretchen Corbin was kind of hot back then. She yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> she was also in a Columbo episode. Yes, she was. And, and by the way, by the way, Norman Gary was also in the movie. Yeah, he played. He yeah. played. The, he played the farmer. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the he's a he's the guy who re- recreated it. To be fair so, to, to to the episode, just before they they show that uh, clip of him mm-hmm. being the farmer, they do say that Norman Gary recreated it for a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I. I, I think in this episode, and I think in this show altogether, I, I'm willing to forgive this because I'm going to guess that they probably, you know, they probably spent most of their budget on turtlenecks. <laughs> yes. So they really didn't want to do like on location shooting of a bee attack. 
So, <laughs> you know, you take it where you can get it. Absolutely. Well, they, they probably figured, well, we already own the stock footage anyway, yeah. so let's save some money. And, yeah, and, exactly. and the attack was also apparent. You know, it, it was overseen by Norman Gary. So, you know, he's the expert on bees. He probably, you know, he probably trained them in the way that they would attack. So, okay, I'm willing to give it to you guys. Yeah. I'm willing to give yeah. it to you. Yeah. Then they get to then they get to the part where they try and fix the problem, and this was this was fascinating mm. but hysterical on one end. It's like they <laughs> they disseminate one uh, a, a drone bee, and I'm sitting here going, "Ow, ow, <laughs> this poor thing." I mean, it doesn't even get a Playboy or a, a video. It's just like <laughs> I'm, we're put, we'll put you in the clamps, and and here we go. <laughs> and I was when they said they anesthetized. anesthetized the queen bee. How do you how do you do that to a bee? Like how um, do you knock out a bee? Um. Well, you calm them down with smoke. Uh, you probably use some. Uh, okay. I don't know. Probably, probably some chemical. I don't understand how you calm them down with smoke either. Is that because it confuses mm-hmm. them? I. Oh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. I don't, what, I don't what understand I the this. science of that. Um, I think it was from an episode of Dirty Jobs that I saw. It it makes them, it 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 basically gives them the munchies. Oh really? Yeah. They think oh, they're okay. under, or or they think they're under under attack, so they go, they go back into the hive and start like harvesting honey. Okay, so you're telling me that the smoke makes the bees think they live in Colorado. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. If we have any ap- apiarists or you know anyone. You know, in other words, anyone who works with bees out there to correct us, you you may uh, send us an email and we will uh, take care of this on the wrap up show. So the fixing of the problem didn't didn't work. So, you know, all those bees had to do that for nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found it very interesting that they were trying to fool with nature again to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make much logical sense to me. (sighs) Oh. You know, anytime you try and fix nature, it always seems to have the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it, Funny the way that worse. happens. It actually made it worse. Well, Funny isn't the way it, that happens? I know this is a very macro idea, but isn't that really them denying evolution? Because if they, mm. if millions and millions of years of these African bees have turned them into this, mm. do you think that in in you know thirty days of cross cross semination, you're going to fix it? I mean, they that to it, me they're, is... They're going to try. Me is, that to me is very unscientific. <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not, a, I'm not a biologist. I'm just a guy who works in a biology lab. Um, so have these African bees actually made it to the United States yet? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So, so, southern and southwestern United States. Okay, so they said 1990 that they would mm-hmm. reach the U.S., so they were off a bit. <laughs> Uh, no, they they actually made it. Uh, they, they, they've been here for a while. I, th- I, th- I think the first reports were 1985. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah so, because I rem- I remember this uh, at the time that the In Search of episode came out. I remember this as kind of a thing, a fear of killer bees. Because mm-hmm. I because I I would have been what, about 10, 10, 11 at that time, and mm-hmm. I, I remember talking about it with you know in the school gram. We we we'd be talking about these killer bees that were coming up. 
I remember it we, we, always, we always felt safe because we were in Canada and it's bloody cold up here. Um, and so we, we always felt that uh, it would be too cold for the killer bees to get up here. So we mm -hmm. felt rather smug. Uh, well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, because if you've ever been in the desert in Arizona in the wintertime, it, it ain't warm at nighttime, at least. Hmm. No, it isn't. No. So it's funny that it's funny because, you know, we now have um, people who are uh, I don't it seems like everybody's allergic to everything nowadays. Um, hmm. But the bee allergies, like every other allergy, has seemed to gain and gain and gain now. Mm -hmm. But we don't we don't hear many deaths about this. Or mm -hmm. am I not reading the right newspapers? I really don't know. I would have to I would have to look into this. We don't hear about these swarms mm -hmm. in in if it's reached the United States. We haven't really heard about these swarms, have no. we? No. No, we haven't. And I, I think it's just that most people tend to stay away from uh, beehives. You know, if they see a bee, they usually go in the other direction. You know, just move move away from the hive. So they, you know, there's no real, um, you know, hopefully a reduced risk of people getting swarmed by bees. Right. Well, I also but, think that, that, that there's whole, this whole thing now where bees seem to be dying off. So I think people mm -hmm. are far more willing to let the bees live because they realize that the bees are dying off and that will have a great impact on our lives with the pollination of the of the crops and, and things like that so so i think we're in a very bee friendly period and mm -hmm. so going back to what you were saying jason i, I think that a lot that means that people rather than going out and trying to destroy the bees are sort of just leaving them alone and letting them thrive so suddenly i feel like a bowl of honey honey uh nut cheerios i don't know why <laughs> um the um uh well, you know, the bees bees are kind of like the connective tissue between flora and fauna, are they not? Mm -hmm. yes. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And didn't X-Files do a whole movie on this? Oh, yeah. About yeah. the bee, you know, about the death of the bees. What's the latest theory that cell phones are killing bees? Oh, there's... Is that the latest? Everybody comes out with a crackpot hypothesis. Uh, well, not even a hypothesis. Some whacked out idea every so often. Right. The bees Trying to don't... explain it. Right. Um, I, I think one, one thing, you know, one negative I could say about this, uh, about this episode is, um, the, I believe it's an actual line from the episode. We must not come at this subject with fear, yes. but, but of course they're going to do everything they can to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're, we're going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to hyperbolize everything we say, but you know. Don't don't be afraid. No, but that's that's that to me is is um, I just found the whole episode interesting. The other thing I learned is that bees don't like black. I never mm -hmm. knew that. Yeah, black or red. Really? Well, I knew yeah. I knew red animals and red don't really work, yeah. too, but I didn't know about black. So I guess no Aussie concerts for them. Huh? No. Um, <laughs> uh, but no goth, uh, no goth bees. No, no goth bees. Okay. Well, that's that's you know upsetting. Um, Go ahead. Oh no, I, I, I'm just I'm just being <laughs> snarky for no reason now. Go ahead. Uh, the episode was written and produced by Alex Pomazanov, and he um, 
He's written, produced, and directed several nature documentaries for, um, well, for In Search Of. Uh, he did a few more for, for them, and also for the National Geographic Channel. Oh, okay. So th- this was like actual, this was like an actual nature documentary. It's like yeah, this wow. this isn't this yeah. is not kooks. I there wasn't no. one kook in there wasn't one kook in this, was there? N- no, no. The, the only perhaps kooky moment was near the end when uh, Leonard Nimoy was talking about ways of combating the uh, the progression of uh, the bees, and one of the suggestions was building a giant bee net. I know. I love. I love. I love. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe a wall at the southern border. Um. I know. Yes, we're gonna get Panama to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I. I don't even know what that would look like. I. I have no idea. The, the bees not fly high enough, or is that what? What, how, what the theory would behind it would be? Is they I, don't I know, so. That they I don't fly a hundred feet in the air. I don't know, but that, but, but that that wouldn't even that wouldn't even solve the problem because bees have been known to sort of hide in ships and come through mm-hmm. ships, right? So yeah, we they, they like the giant too. peanut wouldn't do it because they right. still through. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of notes on this episode. I was like, wow, there's really not much. Uh, there's there's not much to point out as like being ridiculous or wrong or anything. It's like I, I'm shocked. You're right, Jason. I have four points. That's it. Norman Gary, mortician bees, mutant bees, and a, and a bee net. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> mortician bees. I, I still like that. That's that's pretty so good. So do I. So do I. I like that. <laughs> one of one of the interesting things that I I came up. Uh, uh, out of it is because and it comes from the fact that i do a lot of cultural study stuff mm-hmm. was it it seemed to be an episode that was responding to very real concerns within society because mm-hmm. like i said we were even as 10 year old kids we were talking about it on the playground so it, it seemed to be this sort of thing in the air and it, and it seemed that sort of from a cultural perspective that they actually said okay we've got this concern of people what do we know about this Mm-hmm. And it seemed not only to be sort of scientific, but also responding to the what we would term in the biz cultural anxieties surrounding mm-hmm. these. You know, which I which was another thing that I, I found interesting was they 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 seemed to be sort of realizing that there was a lot this fear coming on. Um, you know, again there were you know like six between 1974 and 1978 there were like six movies either on the big screen or television movies about killer bees. Mm-hmm. Three of them, including the swarm alone in 1978. Mm-hmm. So it appeared to me that they were actually trying to respond to this sort of cultural fear that was happening mm-hmm. within, uh, well, in their case, obviously American society, but right. American society as a whole and sort mm-hmm. of coming to terms with it. And maybe, and maybe that's why there was real science is because they recognized that there was a real concern amongst mm-hmm. people. And maybe that's why they went the sort of the real science route rather than the, you know, Bigfoot kind of woo stuff. Hmm. As a suggestion. Makes sense. Um, Interesting. Uh, let's see. Um, wow. we ha- Have we wrapped this episode up already? We're only like 24 we minutes in. 
I know. Well, there's, 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 there's. I, I haven't done my six minutes of snark. That's your problem. Because <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, I know. To be, there's nothing, nothing to be snarky about in this one. Um, well, well, perhaps Jason, yes. you could uh, sort of tell people how they could get in touch with us um, and talk about the sort of wrap up episode. Yes. Um, yes. At the end of uh, episode one twenty four, which will be coming up uh, at some point. Um, <laughs> I have no idea when that is. Hold on, let me let me find my show notes. Um, so we are organized. doing we are doing a wrap up episode. Uh, if you have any questions on or comments or or anything about any of these episodes, uh, you can email the show from the um from the website aliencg.com slash isc, and we are going to answer. Every comment, every email, everything about every episode in that episode. And that will happen. And don't don't be afraid, folks. This is going to be on February 8th, 2018. So you got a lot of time to think about it. <clears throat> yes. Uh, go through episode by episode and send us emails for everyone. We don't care. We're, we'll giving, everybody, we're giving everybody their Christmas project right now. Yes. Yes. Um, coming up next week, we have Earthquakes, which I have not watched this episode yet. I don't know what to expect, but apparently it has something to do with like predicting earthquakes and, um, let's see, according to Wikipedia, um, an examination of the techniques scientists are developing to study seismic activity and predict quakes. I'm sure there's not going to be any hyperbole whatsoever. No. And then after that, the highly scientific episode of The Mummy's Curse. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Common's Ranch. Yeah, so feel free, get in touch with us. Uh, on Twitter, at IlluminatiPod, um, you can email us from the form on the page, or just, uh, oh, let's see, just email me, aliencg at gmail.com, and uh, put uh, in search of in the, uh, in search of and the episode number in the subject line, so that I don't just count it as uh, spam. And throw it away. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. I, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. I'm I'm floored. Well, it's I, good, I sci- could... good science equals uh, brevity. What can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I even went on a Killer Bees movie binge. <laughs> Excellent. We should, uh, oh man, we should all watch a Killer Bees movie and, and comment on it. Uh, there, there's a bunch of them on YouTube. So, oh, cool, excellent. My, mine will probably just be centered around Gretchen Corbett, so it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Oliver, tell people where they could find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Oliver Rocksider. You can find me at the twenty seventh precinct dot com, uh, debuting our new podcast with with uh, Aaron White and I discussing twenty years of Law and Order. Excellent. And Steve, where can people find you? 
uh, on Twitter at Doc Pinko, D-O-C-P-I-N-K-O. And you can find me uh, on Twitter at AlienCG and AlienCG.com slash ISC for the Illuminati Social Club. And you can follow this podcast, as I stated earlier, at Illuminati Pod. <sighs> Sometimes there is good science out there. And I'm shocked that it's here. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya.